If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great, I ain't in hard top. It's Kev Lewin's decent to sandbox. Since the Sandbox fans, welcome back. We're here with another episode of our schedule predictions, but this episode's a little different. We're going back, you know, a little old school for Since the Sandbox here. I'd like to welcome back Kev to the studio. Ooh. No, it feels good to be back. You know, it's been a while. It has, but, you know, I had some stuff I had to deal with in my personal life, career moves, stuff like that. So kind of had to put since the sandbox on the back burner for a little bit, but it was always number one in my heart, but it feels good to be back. I'm excited. Kev's here with some schedule predictions, yeah. going to give some reactions to base it off of my schedule. And then Kev's getting ready for a uh, fantasy content that's going to be coming up next week. Guys, today we are starting with the NFC South. We already gave you guys the NFC East and the entire AFC, so make sure to go and check that out. And while you guys are here, make sure to go and vote for the podcast awards nominated since the sandbox for the sports category and the People's Choice Awards and Steve Toro for the host of the year 2022. The first team we're going to get started with in the NFC South is going to be the Panthers and Kev, I'm going to just tell you this straight up right now. I don't have too many teams being successful mm-hmm. um, in this division. And, you know, the Panthers have a lot of questions at the quarterback position. You know, Sam Donald, Baker Mayfield there. The Falcons starting over with Marcus Mariota, no Matt Ryan in the building. Obviously, the Bucks got Tom Brady back, so they're feeling a little bit of confidence. But yeah. uh, the Saints are without Sean Payton as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think there's a lot of questions to start off in the NFC. But I'm going to dive right in here with the Panthers. And, Kev, I actually have the Panthers starting off on a seven-game losing streak. Don't know if you see that being unrealistic or not. But I have them losing week one to the Browns, week two to the Giants, week three to the Saints, week four to the Cardinals, week five to the Niners, week six to the Rams, and week seven to the Bucks. Now, I think that there's some of these games that could be winnable. You know, if the Browns are without Deshaun Watson week one, I feel like that's a different scenario. And obviously, you know, the Giants and the Saints, that can go either way. But do you think, you know, the Panthers are going to be a team that, that's going to have a successful season? Do you see this 0-7 start being um, a trend for them? Yeah, definitely not going to have a successful season. <laughs> um, 0-7 is pretty realistic. Like you said, I feel like maybe there's one or two games in there where, like, if McCaff- McCaffrey comes back and he's healthy, like, maybe he'll be able to win them. Will a them game. right to like the Browns, the Giants, or the Saints? But those three games, I think, are the only three that are even somewhat like winnable. And the other and ones, it's just yeah, it's just better teams, and they just don't have the pieces this year. Like you said, they they don't even know who their quarterback's going to be yet. So. And it's tough because like I feel like they have like a pretty decent wide receiver core. You know, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore is there. They drafted a wide receiver from LSU, Terrence Marshall Jr. But you know, I, I just feel like there has been a lot of injuries, and the defense is pretty decent too. You know, if they had a complimentary offense, but. To come in a week eight, I actually have the Panthers getting their first win versus the Falcons. And, you know, wanted to know what your expectations were for these two teams. Clearly, we're going to be talking about the Falcons in this episode. But do you have higher hopes for the Panthers this season than the Falcons? Or I honestly th- I honestly think I like the Falcons. Okay. I like the f- over the Panthers, at least. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think just as an organization, not that they've really won much, but... They've been there. They know what it takes. You know what I mean? And they do have some good young pieces there still. I know, obviously, you lost Matt Ryan, but, you know, you do have Kyle Pitts still, who's probably the best up-and-coming tight end in the league. So they do have some pieces. It really just all depends on how it works out for them in the beginning of the season, kind of who they're going to go with for quarterback and if they can get, like, another receiver or something like that. I think the Falcons just off of, like, 
young players besides McCaffrey, obviously for the Panthers. Like I think the Falcons have the better roster. The, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with that statement. I do think. Uh, for the Falcons to piece it all together this year will be pretty tough. So through the first eight weeks of the season, I have the Panthers going one and seven, getting that first win to the Falcons. And the next couple games are tough as well. Week nine, traveling to the Bengals. You know, the Bengals, I think, are going to, you know, kind of continue a little bit of stride from last year. Versus the Falcons on Thursday Night Football, I have them splitting that season series. You know, just think that each of these teams can get the better of each other. And that's a Thursday Night Football game. And then two losses in a row, a loss to the Ravens and a loss to the Broncos. You know, I feel like those are both tough games, regardless if the Ravens game is home or not. I feel like it's going to be really tough to beat that team after everything that they had to overcome. And then Week 13, it takes us to the bye. So 1-12 through the first 13 weeks of the, the Panthers. Pretty accurate, though? That's right. Pretty accurate. Pretty accurate, definitely. All right. Coming after the bye, I have them getting a win week 14 at the Seahawks. And that's going to be, you know, a tough place to play still. So, you know, that game could still go either way. But just trying to be a little bit generous here. The last time I predicted an unwinning season was the Jaguars, and they actually won week one. Mm -hmm. So, not going to get carried away there. But a win week 14, the Seahawks, and then a loss week 15 to the Steelers, a loss week 16 on Christmas Eve versus the Lions. And then a loss week 17 at the Bucks. The Panthers do get one more win week 18, last week of the season, traveling to the Saints. And that has them wrapping up with a 3-14 and 14 record. Kev, mm-hmm. tell me your record prediction after looking at this schedule. Yeah, so I think they lose to Seattle, honestly. I okay. think Seattle, you know, they still have Metcalf. They still have Tyler Lockett. Like, the, the only thing they really lost was a quarterback. And, yeah, it's a huge loss because it's Russell Wilson. But I feel like they lost less than the Panthers even have. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the Panthers never had anything really to even lose. So, um, that's what I'm saying. And kind of like I said with the Falcons and the Panthers, like, I think the Seahawks just have a better roster than the Panthers. So, as long as they go with a quarterback that literally can just function, like, I think they'll beat the Panthers (laughs) just just off of the weapons they have. But I think they lose to the Saints Week 18, too. Like, I I really, I I think... 1-16? Yeah, honestly, no. I'm going to say... 1-17? I'm going to say 0-18. Oh wow! I'm gonna Panthers do it. Are not I'm gonna do game. it. Nope. Because McCaffrey, the McCaffrey's gonna get hurt week three. Be out till like week eleven. Come back, get hurt again. And if if that's the case, then they have absolutely no shot of beating. So anyone. is Christian McCaffrey off your fantasy radar this year? He's not off my radar, but he's off like my like my first four or five round. Like oh, if wow. I could get, if I could get him, like if he fell to like a fifth round, and I can get him as like my RB two or like maybe even my flex, depending on how I draft. And like yeah, obviously I'm gonna take him, but. The Christian McCaffrey going in the first round or two days, I feel like it's just over now. He's just too that. unreliable. I feel that. And it's been a couple of seasons where, you know, you've really got that success. Mm-hmm. Guys, coming in with the Falcons, I have the Falcons getting a win week one versus the Saints. And then two losses in a row, a loss at the Rams and a loss at the Seahawks. And then getting a win week four versus the Browns. Like I said multiple times throughout the schedule predictions, the Browns are going to be a team that are really on, you know, either side of the spectrum. That are going to be really successful with Deshaun Watson if mm-hmm. he does play, or you know, really going to, you know, suffer this season because they sacrificed so much to go and get him. After that win versus the Browns in Week Four, starting off the season two and two, I have them losing five straight games, losing to the Bucks, the 49ers, the Bengals, the Panthers, and the Chargers. Kev, through that stretch, do you see the Falcons beating any of those teams? Maybe the 49ers? Takes us to week 9. Yeah, I think they go 0-9 in those first weeks. Wow. Honestly, So I no do. win versus Saints? No win well, versus I the thought, Browns? Well, I thought they were going to be... I thought they were going to be a somewhat decent team last year. Like, I thought they would be around 500, maybe like either, you know, 7 and whatever, you know. But 
they weren't. And I feel like losing Matt Ryan for a team like that is so crucial because that's really been their guy for, you know, 10 plus years now. Yeah, he's yeah. like their, he's their franchise quarterback. So doing that with a young team that still hasn't even really got its stride yet, like the Kyle Pitts of the world could be, could be a detrimental move. You know what I mean? And obviously it's a move that had to be made. I'm not saying that, but. It's gonna. Yeah, it's it's gonna be. Yeah. It, like it reminds me a lot of like when the Pats lost the Falcons. Just the Falcons aren't the Pats. Like they don't have as good as a coach as the Pats. So like they won't be as successful as the Pats were without Brady. Not that they've won anything, but at least they were competitive. You know what I mean? I don't think the Falcons will be that competitive without Matt Ryan this year. I think they'll yeah. get there in the next couple of years, but not this year. I feel that two and seven through the first nine weeks. You know, those are some tough games: the Chargers, the Bengals, things like that. Week ten comes around and they play the Panthers on Thursday night football. I have that being a win. And then the next week they play the Bears, who I also think will be one of the worst teams in the NFL mm-hmm. this year. So getting back to back wins, just when you think, you know, this season's really starting to pick up, four out of the next five weeks they have them getting a loss. And that other week just so happens to be the bye. So a loss to the Commanders, the Steelers, the Saints, and the Ravens on Christmas Eve. That really only has the Falcons at three wins to this point in the season. Week 17 comes around. I have them getting a surprise win versus the Cardinals. Look, the Cardinals have a couple hiccups at the end of the year. I think the Falcons might be able to sneak away in a tough game. This is being generous. Mm-hmm. And then a loss the last week of the season to the Bucks. But who knows? Maybe the Bucks are resting at that time and they can win that game as well. But this has the Falcons at a 5-12 and record. And, Kev, I feel like that's pretty generous. Yeah, that is pretty generous. Um, <laughs> I... I think the Bears beat them, honestly. Okay. I agree. I don't think the Bears will be that good, but I do think they'll beat the Falcons just because they actually have, like, all the pieces they need. You know what I mean? Like, they have fields. They have somewhat decent wide receivers. They got, you know, hopefully they're running back since they're healthy this year. That's their biggest thing. And they have a decent defense. So I find that that'll be a tough game for, uh, for the Falcons. But other than that, I think everything else is spot on. Obviously, the Cardinals, like, that's being generous, but... It could happen, and I feel like especially knowing the Cardinals' history since Kyler's been there, they do kind of fall off towards the end of the year. And then again, like you said, against the Bucs, maybe the Bucs have, you know— a one seed clinched or something, and they rest guys. But, I mean, unless that's actually the case, I feel like the Commanders are probably the only team in that stretch that, like, they can actually beat just off of, like, playing football. For sure. (laughs) No, absolutely. So, guys, this has the Panthers and the Falcons struggling a little bit through, you know, the the season and this has the Panthers with a three and fourteen record and the Falcons with a five and twelve record. Before we move on to the rest of the teams, the Saints and the Bucks inside this division, guys make sure to go and leave a five star review on Apple, Spotify, or since the sandbox.net and go to podcastawards.com and nominate Since the Sandbox for the sports category, People's Choice Awards, and Steve Toro for host of the year. Alright, since the Sandbox fans, we're hopping back in with the NFC South schedule predictions. If you guys haven't yet, go and check out the rest of the schedule predictions episode. We're almost done with the NFC, so make sure you guys are staying tuned. Jumping in with the Saints, I have the Saints getting a loss week one at the Falcons, but then getting a surprise win in week two versus the Bucs. And we've seen the Saints and the Bucs play a bunch of close games. Obviously, Drew Brees and Sean Payton were at the helm when that had happened, but I do think they could still surprise the Bucs in an early game in the season get a win. Week 3 comes around and I have the Saints handling the Panthers. I just think they might be a little bit more of a tough football team than the Panthers will at this point. 
And I do at this point still like Dennis Allen as a as a better coach than Matt Rule. After that, I have them getting a loss in London versus the Vikings in Week 4. And I feel like that's a game that can really go either way for mm-hmm. them, depending on quarterback play with Jameis Winston at the time, the health of Alvin Kamara and things like that. So that has the Saints at 2-2 two and two to start the season. After that, in Week 5, I have them getting a win versus the Seahawks. And then I have them getting a couple losses in a row. A loss versus the Bengals and a loss at the Cardinals on Thursday Night Football. Just think those are two tough games in a row. And Kev, we've really seen the Bengals come up through a bunch of these schedules. And, you know, they just be like a really tough game for a mm-hmm. lot of these teams. And who knows, maybe they do, you know, dip in, in production a little bit this year. But I think the Bengals are still going to be a tough team to beat and definitely a team that you're going to have to be prepared to score a lot of points on. I agree with, with that. I feel like I think the Seahawks is a loss too, though, honestly, for the for the Saints. Again, like these three teams that we're talking about, like we're talking about teams that like have lost like big pieces. You know what I mean? Like big pieces. And again, the Seahawks have too, but like you said, unless Alvin Kamara is 100% healthy and playing like Alvin Kamara at that time, he's the only really chance they have of, of, of beating a team like Seattle. You know what I mean? I just feel like Seattle has so many weapons. And again, like I said earlier, all they need is just a quarterback now. Yeah. And I feel like they'll just be back on their stride. Obviously, they're not going to be the 13-3 and three Seahawks that we used to see with Russell Wilson, but they'll beat teams. They what, will. What are your expectations for Drew Locke if he starts the season as that quarterback? I mean, I feel like... like They'll be. They'll definitely be a 500 team with him. I feel like you know what I mean. Like he's not horrible. Like yeah, he put like he did. He have the best start to his career in Denver. Like no, but that was also a Denver team that was like really young and kind of like trying to piece everything together. And not to say that the Seahawks aren't young because DK is obviously still young, but they have guys that have been there that have been in the organization and have won with the organization and know what to expect. So I feel like that'll just help Drew Locke. And again, when you're throwing a DK Metcalf like. It's 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 hard. It's it's harder to be bad than it is to be good Couldn't when you don't have DK. Like that you know what I mean? Absolutely. So. Not for sure. So week seven, like I said, we have a loss to the Cardinals, but a surprise win in week eight versus the, the Raiders. Mm-hmm. And the Raiders are gonna be a team that, that'll probably be pretty competitive. We talked about what their record would be like in the AFC West schedule prediction, so you guys go and check that out, of course. But you know, I do think the Saints can get a couple of these games, and this is similar to the last schedule we were just talking about. And, you know, you just get a game here and there that, that could potentially go either way. But after that win versus the Raiders, I actually have them going on a big skid. And that's losing five in a row, losing versus the Ravens on Monday Night Football, traveling to the Steelers and losing, losing versus the Rams. Losing at the 49ers and losing at the Bucks. I feel like yeah, those are really tough games. Yeah. And obviously, you know, you have the bye week, week 14. But, you know, those are going to be some of the top echelon teams in the entire NFC. And then the AFC talking about the Ravens and the Steelers. Obviously, if you're talking about teams throughout that, you know, scenario that can probably go either way, you'd like to think that the Steelers could struggle because of Mitch Trubisky. And you don't know what Trey Lance is going to do with the 49ers, but... You know, I just think that the Saints aren't going to be, you know, a lot better than most of those teams. After the bye week, though, I do have things changing up a little bit. I have them going 2-2 two and two to finish the season, a win versus the Falcons, and a win at the Browns, and then a loss at the Eagles, and then a loss versus the Panthers. So this has the Saints finishing up with 6-11. and 11. Like I said, a lot of these losing seasons I'm predicting could be a little bit generous, but maybe I'm a little bit too harsh. Kev, how do you feel like I did with the Saints? Good. I feel like those last four games, <clears throat> I feel like they get one win. I feel like they beat the Panthers. That's it. Okay. I feel like the Eagles will come to play. 
Falcons could be a, a coin flip, honestly, just depending on kind of where the Falcons are at at that point in the season. What I will say, though, because I wasn't on the AFC West episode, the Raiders will win the AFC West this year. That's okay. a fact. So I'm just throwing that out there. Since we t- since we talked about the Raiders, I'm just going to throw that out there. All right. Well, that, that's a little bold, Kim. Yeah. I, I, I kind of want to go back to my AFC West schedule predictions right now. All right, let's see. So I have... I have the Chiefs on top of my AFC West with a twelve and five record. Ah, of course. <laughs> what do you have though? What do you have the Raiders though? I have the Raiders at nine and nine eight. and eight. Nine and huh? eight. Wow. So I have them losing versus the Cardinals week two, at the Titans week three, versus the Chiefs week five. The Saints, I guess that one can go oh, either yeah. way. The Broncos, I feel like they'll split in that division versus the Chargers, another division game. The Rams, I feel like that's tough, and the Forty ers So I feel like they're not losing bad games though. But we might have to go, we might have to make a remix <laughs> a remix of the AFC West video. Sounds good. So guys, that has the Saints finishing up with a six and eleven record. There's still one more team. You have Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady unretired to come back this season. The Buccaneers are starting off the season versus the Cowboys, the first Monday Night Football game of the year. And this is just going to be a W for the Bucs. I mean, Kev, I don't think that you would predict anything otherwise. Uh, the Cowboys might still be a competitive team, but I'm not expecting them to be, you know, part of that top echelon. Shocking week for the Buccaneers. They have them losing in weeks two and three, losing at the Saints in week two and versus the Packers in week three. And I feel like once they get those two losses, it just sets a spark for the Bucs. And after that, they go on to win every single game from week four. All the way up until week 13. That has a bye week in between, but them winning versus the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football, which would be a huge game, versus the Falcons, at the Steelers, at the Panthers, versus the Ravens on Thursday Night Football, which will be a tough game, mm-hmm. but versus the Rams, also have them being on top wow. in that game, the defending Super Bowl champs, versus the Seahawks have that being a W. A bye week in week 11, week 12, a win versus the Browns, a week 13, a win versus the Saints on Monday Night Football. Week 14 comes around, I have them getting a loss at the 49ers, but then beating the Bengals in week 15. So I feel like that's pretty fair, giving them some some losses that they probably shouldn't have had, but I feel like for the great teams in the NFL, that's a lot of the losses that they do get. To finish off the season, I have them getting a loss at the Cardinals Sunday Night Football on Christmas Day, and then two wins in a row to end the season versus the Panthers and at the Falcons. This is my team on top of the NFC South, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, with a 13-4 record. Kev, what do you think? I definitely think the Bucs, no-brainer, will win that division. I, some of those I do think they lose week one against Dallas. Wow, okay. Um, I'm a huge Dallas guy the first half of the season. I feel like they always come out guns blazing. Obviously, if we're talking about week 15, I would take the Bucs all day. But week one, I feel like they'll pull it off. I, I do feel like the Bucks will beat the Saints, and I do feel like they'll beat the Packers, even though Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder. It won't really matter. Um, I think they beat the Chiefs, they beat the Falcons, beat the Steelers, beat the Panthers. I do think they lose to Baltimore in that Thursday night game. Wow, okay. Um, just because like be Lamar's going to, I feel like Lamar's going to ball this year. Honestly, I really do feel that way. Rams too. I feel like I feel like the Rams they 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 catch an L. And I know that's crazy to say because they just lost to the Rams in the playoffs and Tom Brady doesn't lose to the same team and all that. But listen, sometimes history repeats itself, but sometimes it has to start itself too. And I feel like <laughs> I feel like that's what's going to happen here. The Seahawks will be a win. Browns will be a win. Saints, Niners will be a win. I feel like the Bengals, I do think, are going to get the best of them. 
Oh, I think okay. I think the Bengals are going to get them, and I think at that point in the season, the Bengals will be on top of the division, but still kind of like chasing wins. You know what I mean? They won't really be just a hungry young team, right? Exactly, and and, and Joe Burrow is only going to get better, and those wide receivers are only going to get better. Now, if Joe Mixon can have somewhat similar season as he had last year, I think the Bengals will be really successful, but. You know how Mixon is. It's a coin flip. Cardinals, I feel like they lose two, so you got that one right. And then Panthers and Falcons, yeah, they end with two wins. So that I think I think for me that makes them twelve and five. I was gonna say it has yeah, it's a very, very similar, similar record, yeah. just a couple of games yeah. going a different way. And I respect that honestly, and I just feel like the Bucks are so much better than a lot of the other teams right. in this division too. So but guys Let's welcome back Young Sinatra. YS is back in the building. Mental health is very Go important. Go stream the single, man. Yes, that's right. Tell them Go about it. Go stream the single, man. Young Sinatra, who am I? Featuring Uncle Tony. As you guys know, I started started jumping into making a little bit of music, so I'm going to be dropping some more stuff soon and hopefully continue to do so. But go check out the first single. It's on all platforms. Who am I? Featuring Uncle Tony. It's a bump. Getting very good. What's feedback. coming next? Next is Hit My Line. Okay. I'm actually gonna. I was actually gonna make the announcement probably tomorrow on social media, probably for you know a couple weeks out. But hit my line's gonna be next. So and then and then I do have a little uh, EP coming at the end of the summer. Okay, so, yeah. sounds good, Young Sinatra. But the since the sandbox fans want another real question: Is YS actually back for the podcast? Oh, I'm back. I'm back. Oh, sorry, I'm tipping over here. But no, YS is back, and and, and Steve knows I've been kind of, you know, in his ear about it the last couple weeks, especially, oh, you know, I think I'm going to get back on, I think I'm going to get back on. So, yeah, I'm here, baby. I'm here. Football season's upon us. Celtics stink. Thank God, thank God we weren't doing the, or thank God I wasn't doing the podcast during that time because I feel like a lot of, a lot of holes would have got punched in the wall. A lot of camera lenses would have been broken. That's right. Set the sandbox fans, five stars. Peace out.